And now, what you've all been waiting for... Donuts? No, not donuts. The jelly that goes inside of donuts? No, not the jelly that goes inside of donuts. Yeah, Mom and Dad make this podcast. When Rocks Rocks Talk. Talk. Mommy and Daddy's podcast. Oh, Mother and Father's podcast. Are you sure it wasn't donuts? And we are back for another Monday of Madness. Thank you again for tuning in, listeners. You're greatly appreciated, as always. I am your host, Robert. And I'm April. Like the way I do that. I am Robert. <laughs> kind of leaving it open for you to... Yeah, jump yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Good that, job, dear. That's how hosts nice do it. <laughs> nice work. Somebody are... wants a gold star. Anyway. <laughs> I don't want a gold star. Okay, what do Coffee you want? is sufficient, and I have one. Okay, well... We are bringing you something interesting today. We are doing story time. Story time. Does this bring you back to preschool and you got to go sit on that little rug and they say, oh, now it's story time, kids. Get your pillows. Yeah, but it's probably not kids listening. That's true. But if you got a rug. I'm saying bring them back to that time. That's what I said. No, as an as adults, <laughs> go grab your rug, crisscross applesauce. It's Grab not yourself. a rug. It's a throw. A snuggie is what okay. <laughs> and a cookie. And no, no, some... no, 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 cocoa. No. Hold on. So <laughs> the kids would do the rug, uh-huh. do a cookie and some orange juice or, or grape juice, animal. right? Mm-hmm. With their stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna fast forward this to adult version. What would you grab? You said a uh, snuggie. No, what was the first thing you said? A throw. A throw. Uh-huh. And my hot cocoa mug. Hot cocoa. <laughs> you can still grab a cookie, but it's probably going to be an oatmeal cookie at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh... An oatmeal cookie? I don't like oatmeal cookies. Well. I don't really like oatmeal either. Anyway. Raisin. Mm. These are adults. Except we're, well, some adults, like you, you would get what? Not raisin. Chocolate chip. You'd still do the <laughs> M&M's. M&M and, yeah. <laughs> No, actually, I would do the white chocolate macadamia nut. Oh, yeah. Those are yummy. I can never turn down white chocolate. Oh, anyway. Or a coffee. Are we making you And if you yet? put the two together, <laughs> white chocolate espresso. <laughs> Can't be that, beat. That's a win-win. <laughs> is it? Is it really? In fact, that's what I have right now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do story time. We're just going to do random stories throughout our life. Uh, we just, I mean, we just picked some of our favorites did we uh, i just picked I stuff that was popping in my head yeah which mm-hmm. would probably be your favorites if they're popping into your head well they're the easiest i can remember well i'm oh no what did I, you... I just remembered and a couple because the kids were saying they're like you know there's these are probably going to be funny stories i'm like i didn't say i was going to be funny and then i just remembered like a bunch of funny stories that i don't know if i want to share on here so anyway go why on. not uh, okay. My funny stories are usually embarrassing stories. That's fine. <laughs> no judgment here. <laughs> We're in a safe place. Okay? Really? This is a safe environment. Uh, it, whatever you got, we'll go with it. Okay, anyway. I did some of my, uh, I guess, favorite stories. So these are going to be, you're going to have some, whether they're sad, happy, uh, just interesting things that happen uh that's, you decide. that's what i'm going with i don't know what you're going with do you got a book a uh with book? pictures animated book no but i actually am working on something like that you're working on a book kind of kids book well i can't say gonna get it published oh i don't know anyway go on <laughs> i think you should hmm. okay but whatever we're going to talk about today we're not publishing that no well we are because it's going on the air so we're in a way, it. it is published. This is copyrighted, It's out there. Folks. I don't want, yeah, no copyrights. If I see a movie based on one of the stories, I'm coming after you. That's pleasant. Are you threatening uh, people? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I want to share. Okay. You want a share or a do you share, want to share? I want a piece of the Well, this stakes. isn't a nice story time from preschool, is it? That is it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's be nice. Okay. Anyway. Go ahead, dear. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. That I can say for today. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, let's just start with, I'm going to start with the story. Okay. This goes way back. The dinosaurs. No. I'm going to start w- way back, not 
dinosaur time. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. But let's just go when I was a child. Okay. There's two that I want to start with real quick. Why do you say real quick? Because they're going to be real quick. Oh, okay. So, uh, we've been watching the Dick Van Dyke show uh-huh. with the kids, mm-hmm. right? We're done. We've seen them all. Well, the kids haven't. Um, yeah, they have. No, because I, I screen. There are a few that... Oh, that they're never going to see. Yeah, but Just... there are a couple they haven't seen that I will let them see it. Sometime. Okay. So, anyway, we've been watching that show. Mm-hmm. Great. We love it. We all love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Van Dyke, we, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I met Dick Van Dyke when I was, I think, three or four. Mm-hmm. They were shooting a movie uh, near where where I lived. Uh, I think it was about an hour drive. Mm-hmm. My dad had drove over there, I think, multiple times during just to watch him shoot the movie. Mm-hmm. And he met Dick Van Dyke, and I was right there. Oh, wow. I have no memory of it. Mm. That's a bummer. Do you know what movie he was shooting? The Runner Stumbles. <gasps> That's why you want to watch that. Yeah, I seen it when I was a kid. It was sometime after they had filmed it, so I was real young when I seen that movie. But yeah, I want to check it out again. That'd be cool. But I have no memory of that. Mm. That is a favorite memory of mine, non-memory of mine. (laughs) And the second one is, I'm a big Star Wars fan. All right. Right? That's not a new story. Right? That's not new. (laughs) But episode four, which is the very first movie ever filmed mm-hmm. no, don't i'm not going to explain how, why it's episode no, four we're good just go on <laughs> but that came out in 77 yep and when it originally came out in the theater i'm like oh that would have been so awesome to go see it mm-hmm. when it first was introduced the whole concept of this story yeah i found out not long ago that i did see it mm-hmm. in the theater yeah I have no memory of it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of good stories with no memories. Because I was too young. I don't remember, but I was told oh, that I wow. was there. That's that's just funny. By my older brother. Oh, wow. He has a memory of it. Aw. Are you sad? Are you jealous? No, I'm not jealous. That's not the right word. <laughs> but if I can invent a time machine. You doth protest too much, dear. <laughs> your, your dad already invented a time machine, remember? Yeah, the movie he made. It's yeah. not real. It's a movie. Well, obviously, yes. Yeah, a local, uh, uh, a movie my dad made for a local TV station. It was pretty good mm-hmm. for him. He did it all himself. He wrote it, directed it, produced it, edited it, everything, all by himself. And uh, I th- he had help. I actually helped on some of them, the ones he did, mm-hmm. like holding the camera sometimes or the mic. Yeah. Or walking in the background with my 70s. <laughs> Uh, or 80s uh, socks and shorts. Uh-huh. And, yeah. <laughs> I would... I, okay, I do have memory of that. <laughs> that's not that's, a good memory? <laughs> that's one I wish I didn't have memory of. What? I so, don't know. That'd be pretty cute. No. <laughs> I've seen it. You've seen it. What? I know. I and, did. And I it's did not see it. cute. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, you have some good stories of when you were young. I have another one when I was young, a little older mm-hmm. than those that I do have memory of. But um, why don't you tell us one or do you want me to keep talking? I don't care. What do you want to do? I'll tell one more. OK. OK. So this one is I was I, I do have memory of it. Not the greatest. So I was still young, but I do have memory of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount St. Helens mm. when it erupted. Yeah. And I remember it. Mm. It was, I guess it was like 8.30 in the morning or uh, I don't know exactly it's when it erupted. Early, yeah, I think I... Pretty early. In Washington State mm-hmm. is where Mount St. Helens is located. Mm-hmm. And I lived on the east side of Washington State. Mm-hmm. When the mountain blew, it blew not directly straight up, mm-hmm. but to an angle. Yeah. And when the direction it came was the east. So... I got a good view of it, and uh, I was in a, there's a swimming pool. Don't ask me what I was doing by the swimming pool, but it was in a, uh, like a apartment complex kind of deal, mm-hmm. and they had a pool, and I was out there, and I just, I, I 
can look up and I see, I can see the ash. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, I probably didn't know what it was, but coming like a big cloud. Yeah. Just coming toward us and getting bigger and bigger um, as it spread. And eventually everything got dark. It was in the morning. By the time it reached us, it was probably uh, maybe an hour later. I don't know, really. But it was still in the morning, daylight. But it got dark, like uh, like it does here. And, you know, when we have rain, mm-hmm. rain season, and just the clouds are completely gray. Mm-hmm. It's when you get those real thick rain clouds, so yeah. it gets really dark. Mm-hmm. It was like that. And the ash came down like snow. Oh, wow. And I just remember, you know, people pulling us in. Get in the house. Get inside. Well, not a house, but, you know. Mm-hmm. get inside and uh and the ash just fell and my dad after everything had f- fallen and settled i remember my dad collecting that ash and putting it into jars oh um, wow just to i guess just to keep history mm-hmm. i don't know if he has those still today but um for years i remember him having them yeah so oh wow that was pretty cool hmm. i mean kind of was and wasn't yeah you know, the whole thought of it but yeah but an interesting memory. Hmm. Wow. So top that. I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did go to England. Can I top that? <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. I had um, I have a couple stories, but it's funny that I think I remember. I'll go off of the Mount Sis or the Mount Saint Helens. So when I was I wasn't going to bring the story up, but since you brought that one up, um, when I was in fifth grade. I remember, and it's not really a funny story, but um, I remember going, I got to go to camp for the first time ever, and I was, like I said, I was like 10, I guess, and we got to go to Camp Sispis, which is right by Mount St. Helens, and so we have a connection here. So um, anyway, I remember going, and um, I went to uh, camp, and my friend Jalise was with me, shout out Jalise, Um, we were in the same cabin, and um, I remember going, and there was... Okay, so I guess it's a little funny. So so you go and um, every morning they we would go and go into the commons area where you eat food. It's like all the people gather there and eat the there. The chow area. Yeah, the chow area. And they would call out if you got letters. Because, you know, some people who'd never been to camp before away from their parents, like me, for instance, would get a little, a little homesick. Even if we'd been there for like a day. So anyway, so my mom, of course, would send letters and post you know postcards and stuff like that and she'd always do it she did it for every day that I was there I'm not surprised (laughs) and and I remember every time the 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 camp counselors would make it like a big deal they'd be like "Ooh, you have a love letter and they would just they would put it on the they would broadcast it so every time I remember getting up and they'd be like April you got another love letter again it's got hearts and stuff on it (laughs) and I remember turning beet red and going up and getting my letters <laughs> did they did, did uh your friends or whoever you knew there did they know who it was from or did they like oh, really they, believe it they knew they knew it was from my mother i mean what well, is a love letter my it is a love letter i mean they were teasing the other way but here's another thing that would happen in camp so in the morning so they would have these competitions and everyone i don't know why it was such a big deal but to get a special bead so we would get special beads for certain things that we would do like the fur the um, the cleanest cabin, the, you know, best nicely, you know, anything they could think of to give us like a little reward or whatever. Yeah. And, um, so there was a messy hair award, right? You would get a messy hair award. So you would go and girls would go to bed and they wake up in the morning and they'd go to the commons area and they would do competitions. And so the person with the messiest hair award would get the special thick wooden bead, right? So some of the girls would hairspray their hair before they went to bed that night. Just They'd so that purposely do they that. They would do that. They would pu- purposely hairspray their hair and then wake up the next morning and go and sit there and, you know, they would judge and all that. Well, here's the sad thing. So I never did that, but I won it twice <laughs> because my hair was so messy. So I got my wooden bead. So... <laughs> You didn't do it on purpose. You weren't participating in what the other girls were doing, yet you still outbeat them. Yep. (laughs) Which isn't really surprising because I have crazy hair. So that's, but it's funny because I didn't have to do anything to win. I'm like, dude, this is just me. I'm just being real. (laughs) This is my morning hair. Me as a teen and a young adult, I probably would have won that award. (laughs) 
being that I had no hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he would have won it. So uh, for 20 years, I had sh- uh, would shave my head. Mm-hmm, I know. Um, Remember, I you tell me. But by accident, you know, I was cutting my, I cut my own hair with For clippers. 20 years by accident? No. Yeah. <laughs> just it just, I never learned. <laughs> no, but I was cutting my hair with the uh, clippers and the clip clip fell off and yeah. got my hair really short. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had shaved it down uh, and then it really short, like uh, I'd say half inch or less. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I got it further down and further down and pretty soon I started using a razor, um, straight razor and just shaving it to the skin. Mm-hmm. And I just got used to it and I kept it like that for 20 years. There are a lot of people who've never seen me with hair Mm-hmm. Um, friends or even family members that are were 20 or un- younger mm-hmm. up to a certain point but you convinced me yeah uh, a few years ago to finally grow back i should become a lawyer so the first half of our marriage i didn't have hair <laughs> yeah um so anyway i grew it back i did it it's funny right now we're in november is when i grew it back this mm-hmm. was what three years now i've had hair Has it maybe been four years? maybe longer um but i grew it on november oh no shave november oh you know? yeah <laughs> and uh i don't know i get i don't guess that pertains to your face yeah when they say that but i just figured my my head and i just didn't shave it and i just let it go and go i i wore a beanie mm-hmm. which was okay because it was in the winter months you're in yeah. the late fall yeah so i wore a beanie uh just to cover it up because it looked funny as it was growing but anyway took it off one day boom there you go now i got hair I didn't know what to do with it. It took me mm-hmm. a long time to figure out how do I comb this. I don't, you know, I'm new to this. So, mm-hmm. but anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, go on, dear. Do you have another story to tell? Yeah, I have one that, one more that I don't remember, <laughs> but I wish I would have. Uh-huh. It was the day I was born. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, no, <laughs> I don't need to remember that. <laughs> but speaking of the day I was born, uh, so... We we haven't been watching football the last couple of years, mm-hmm. NFL. But before the last couple of years we were big fans. Well at least I was. Watched a lot of NFL. All yeah. my almost all my life. And uh favorite team is the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. There's rarely been a Super Bowl that landed on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Because for one, your birthday is not always on the same day of the week. Yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. It changes, you know, every year. So you take that equation, the odds of a Super Bowl being on my birthday, mm-hmm. um, let alone the, the Super Bowl being happened to be in that time of the year, mm-hmm. landing on that day. And the Seahawks had went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. not long ago on my birthday. Mm-hmm. It was on a Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. It yep. was on my birthday. So you get that to line up mm-hmm. and they won it. Mm-hmm. convincingly mm-hmm. like really good and there that's that's i wasn't gonna mention that right now i <laughs> forgot all about that until now but that's probably that's one of my favorite memories yeah that was yeah. a cool present cool yeah. gift yeah what year was that dear that they wanted yeah oh i don't know um 2016 does that sound right i don't know something like that i was just wondering yeah well, I'm sure uh, your sister and her husband can tell us. <laughs> they will. <laughs> yeah. They'll mention it in the They're notes fanatics. on Facebook. They're fanatics. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not ta- just talking football. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, they're shouting it right now. How come you? How can you not know that? It's been <laughs> That's a what couple they're saying. Years. <laughs> so, um, do you have another story, dear? Or yeah, I have plenty. But go ahead. Okay. Well. Um, let me think. Well, actually, want you talk, and I'll think of another one. You don't. That's you only had one story about your hair. <laughs> of course, it's about my hair. I have more, but I okay. figured you're on a roll. I got one. Okay. I'll tell you all about the time I broke my leg. Oh yeah. So it was more like, I guess my leg, but more. Was it your leg or your knee? The knee. Mm-hmm. It was the leg, but right underneath the knee. So I was wakeboarding mm-hmm. on the Columbia River. I went with uh, some friends and we went out on the water like we do every year. But I've never wakeboard before. 
we mm-hmm. inner tubed and jet skied and you know did all that other stuff so this one year i'm like i'm gonna try this wakeboarding thing and it took me a while just like anybody's first time i mean some people probably get it right away but most people you got to learn and learn how to get on top of the water and we kept going and going trying finally i got on top of the water and i'm going like cool and for the first time and i'm going for a little while mm-hmm. and then i slip and i fall forward and you're supposed to let go of the rope like right away mm-hmm. i don't think i let go of it so the boat wants to keep going it's got the power to do it uh-huh. i'm holding on the water with the board against the water it's like no we stop right here <laughs> And there was separation. Oh no, your knee? <laughs> and uh, I, I can't, it's hard to explain. It's almost like I heard it. I know I felt it. <sighs> and I'm uh, just sitting there in pain. And I don't think I yelled. I just kind of made the face, you know. Mm-hmm. And the boat comes around because that's what they do. And to pick you up or to get you back on. And I'm like, no. They're like trying to toss me the rope. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to get back up mm-hmm. on the boat I'm, or on the board. I'm trying to get back up on the boat. Yeah. So, and I couldn't, usually you get a hold of the boat and you pull yourself in, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got the board on my, attached to my feet mm-hmm. and uh, the legs not really doing too well. Mm-hmm. So they had to pull me up, like grab the life jacket and just kind of pull me into the boat and... At that point, I just thought, we just thought it's like, like, oh, you strained yourself or something. So everybody else is, we're still out there for the day and everybody else is riding, taking their turn. And I'm just sitting there in pain. I'm not even watching them ride, ride anymore. Everybody else. I'm just, just sitting there. And then one of my friends, he's like, what is that? He was looking down at my leg. Mm-hmm. So it looked like a, a fist was in my knee. Oh my you know, just, goodness. Just uh, swelled mm-hmm. up. I never went and got checked. Yeah, that I never was brilliant. So some of these stories <laughs> I'm gonna give, I'm gonna tell the listeners now. Some of them are pretty dumb on my part. Don't try this at home. And I'm gonna save some stories, the dumbest for myself. <laughs> but don't learn from me. Go to well, the hospital. Yeah. I never went, and um, but it hurt, and I, I had a limp, or I almost couldn't put no pressure on on it at all on that leg and I think I went for a week it might have been two weeks uh just like that and I went back to the water met them at the water again we were just there and I don't know if we weren't boating that day too much but my leg was hurting and and then I go what is that and I reached down I can see on my shin it uh it it was a little bit bigger than normal and I pressed down on my shin it like Play-Doh. It just... This, oh. No, listen. It's gross. You're going to make it was people soft. nauseous. It was soft. But I guess that's because of clotting or something. Okay. So... Details. Too much. No, it was... I'm just saying. It was at okay. that point. Mm-hmm. I went... I go, yeah, okay, you know what? I got to go check it out. Yeah. So I did go... Just then. I, do, I did go get it checked out. Um, The doctor wasn't happy. He's like, what were you doing? What were you thinking? Like, why didn't you come in? But because it was because it was already two weeks had went by, couldn't really uh, do anything. Just put it in a, a brace, mm-hmm. right? But I guess so. I did fracture the leg and uh, uh, strained or tore a, one of the tendons in the knee. Mm-hmm. So that's what had happened. And till today, it it, I mean, I got full use of my leg, no problem. It's not like I, it wasn't that dramatic, mm-hmm. but uh, it does ache during the fall and winter when it starts getting cold it does get because that arthritis type deal so it does get i get pain sometimes in it not all the time but it comes and goes so yeah why are you looking at me like that (laughs) i've heard the story before but it just always it never ceases to amaze me how stupid that was you want to knock me upside the head well you said it, I didn't. Um, but anyway. Well, you you asked, you know, know, you wanted me to tell another one. I know it. I don't know why I even get myself in these situations. Um, but anyway, so I'll tell. I can tell a couple stories now since you've good slayed us with that one. Um, 
well, I have had some pretty crazy ones of dumb things as well that I've done myself. Um, uh, initially, like you said, like you were talking about when you, you like hit the water and you held on, you should have let go, but you yeah. didn't. Well, I had a situation where I was with my dad because I, everything bad happens when I'm with my dad and I was riding on, um, a quad. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was riding on a quad I'll try to hold my laughter and let you tell the story. So anyway, this has happened more than once, but I was riding a quad and we were going over this trail and my dad's like, oh, the trail's fine. He was like, it was actually for dirt bike. Okay. So there was this, um, like big old, like trunk of a tree that somebody had cut off or something like a stump or something. Well, anyway, I hit it with the, the tire of the quad the wrong way and I started like kind of falling off the quad right and like I got my foot stuck on the inside the pedal of whatever and I didn't want to let go and so anyway my foot I had my hand still on the gas and so I was flying like halfway hanging on with my foot stuck in the spoke thing down there dad's like let go let go because I couldn't you know I was like he's like let go of the gas like and I just I was in so So not let go of the whole thing the handle just let go of the gas yeah because i was like in shock like i just it was freaking me out so i had been so finally anyway what ended up happening was i flew off the bike or i i I came off the bike i had a helmet on thankfully and i landed on my back and um and i got the wind knocked out of me well my dad of course being the loving father that he is just stood next first he asked well i will say he asked if i was okay and then he walked over a couple feet away and he put his hands on his knees and he just laughed and laughed and laughed forever, it seemed like to me. But anyway, so that was one of mine because I... <laughs> that reminds me of a co-worker just the other day. Uh-huh. Um, we usually, uh, we kind of tease each other at work a little, you know, lightly and um, something, I'm, I'm not going to say what was said or done, but... Usually when there's, it's funny stuff that happens between us, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of do a chuckle here and there. Mm-hmm. But the other day, something happened and just caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. He curled up like in the fetal position. He actually <gasps> like, and he was laughing so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Really? I wonder what happened. Now I'm curious. Uh, my quad story real quick. Oh, dear. Okay. Since you're talking quads, uh, when I was a very young, young teenager, me and those same friends on the boat, mm-hmm. we were uh, we lived out in the country. Mm-hmm. Animals, people raise animals out there. And we took a couple, I don't think they were quads, they were three-wheelers. One of them might have been a quad, but we had a few of them. And we went out and we paired up. There was more of us than, than vehicles, so we road uh paris mm-hmm. and we went out to uh this pasture where there was a bull and we open the gate and we go inside on our quads or in three wheelers whatever we'll just call them atvs mm-hmm. and we we're riding around there again do not try this at home please but we were riding around teasing the bull and you are... he wasn't charging the, yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. He was just kind of watching us. But once in a while, he would charge. Uh-huh. And we're just teasing him. And then we uh, we were almost done. We're like, you know, this, we're going to go. And <laughs> and our quad, the one I was on, died. And we were trying to start it. <laughs> and here comes the bull. Oh. And he wasn't going full speed, but he was on his way. And <laughs> we just tried to get that thing going and... Uh, just like a movie, the last second we got it going and got out of there, and we're like, never again. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Wow, dear. So we were training to be uh, what do you call those people who crash dummies? No, no, oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, for the you know the bulls and uh huh. You mean the um ones that bullfighters? Yeah. Right? Oh my goodness. Crash dummy sounds better, I think. Especially the dummies part. But anyway. We're we're training for both. (laughs) Whatever part would get. So, fair play. I'm going to turn this around and mention a story about my dad. So, because my dad always has these great stories about me to tell, I get to tell some funny stories about him. 
So is this one that he would approve of? I hope so. Okay. If not, I'll suffer the consequences and smile. All right. Um, but anyway, so um, uh, when we were just had recently, my parents had gotten their property, the property that we're on now. Um, we had um, it was the the house was not there. Um, I don't believe, and but my dad had quads. He had quads, and so he uh, was sitting on the quad, and he was trying to start it. And we were sitting there for a while, and he could not start the quad for the life of him. And you know, when things don't go the way you plan, you get irritated and frustrated, and you tend to act in that way, and you're not thinking clearly. Well, he it's a kickstart. It was a kickstart quad. So he continually tried to kickstart this quad over and over and over again, and it would not start. And uh, anyway, then it started to rain. So it started pouring down rain. My dad would not give up. He kept trying to kickstart it. He was kickstarting it so much that his leg would slip off the pedal and he got a bruise like all the way up and down his leg. Where it, it was would hitting, pop and hit his shin. It would hit his shin and his leg. Um, and I mean, I was doing other things trying to avoid that whole situation. But then I, But then I looked over at him and I looked at the quad and I just reached over. And I turned the key <laughs> on the quad. And my dad just looked at me. Like, and, then, and then you walked away and you put your hands on your knees and you had your chuckle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. And it was just, I think my dad got a kick out of it too because I just did it very calmly. Pun intended? Pun intended, yes. And it was just hilarious. And it was like, it was the perfect, perfect end to a just horrible day. But it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best stories, I guess, the ones that, you know, no harm, no foul, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Do you have any inspirational stories? Jared? Inspirational? You want me to go on inspirational? Well, first, let's, maybe we can take a break. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Okay. So let's continue on. You were asking inspirational? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know if I was going to tell this one or save it for later, but I'll, I guess I'll go with this now. Okay. Um, so, me and you were believers in God, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we try to stay close to our faith in all uh, circumstances, mm-hmm. right? So, w- I remember a while back, uh, toward the beginning of our marriage, I didn't have the best jobs. We didn't have the you know um, a whole lot of income, so we we're for a while like just getting by. Yeah, just getting by. And I remember I'd have bills and things would get stressful because how am I going to pay this bill? And um, so what we do and what uh, Christians do is they tithe. Mm -hmm. They give to the church. Yeah. Um, It's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. And so your dad does that as well. Yeah. He does a certain percentage uh, every, I don't know how he does it, every check or... Month or something. And... Um, writes out a check and gives it to the church, yeah. to his church. So I was, um, one one day I remember I was really upset figure, trying to figure out how am I going to pay this bill? It needs to be paid. And you were telling me, well, why don't you just ask dad uh, if he can lend it to you? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a guy thing or what it is, but, you know, pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Sometimes you just don't want to ask. Yeah. You're like, no, I, I got to figure this out on my own. And uh, finally, you convinced me to ask him. Mm-hmm. And I did. And what he did was he's like, oh, I think, you know, okay, I think I can I can give that to you. He's like, I'll just uh, take it from my tithing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. For the, from what I was he was in give to the church. Mm-hmm. And. It's. I think it turned out where it was the amount I needed was the exact amount that he ties the with that he that he gives to the church, the exact amount, almost to the dollar. Wow. And that's not the surprising part. It's it that upset me more at that point because after he said he would lend it to me, and then I came to the room and I told you, I was like, I I didn't want this. I go because now. I'm taking money from God because I felt like the money is supposed to go to the church. I'm taking it from God. It's like, and then when I, and then I stopped right in my tracks when I was saying that and it hit me, it was very impactful 
and uh, I realized, wait a minute, this God has given me this money. It's coming directly from him because he doesn't need our money. It's just something we're called. We're not going to get into the whole tithing thing right now of how it works, but God really doesn't need it. He can do anything. He doesn't need, you know, but that exact amount, he's like, it's like, I felt like at that moment he was telling me, I'm giving this to you. Take this. That's what I really felt in that very moment that it hit me. And I got emotional. <laughs> and I think it's one of the only maybe two times ever you've seen me cry. But I remember I did then. Of course, I was trying to hold it back. And well, how about that Seahawks game? <laughs> like trying to get, <laughs> you know. But um, f what was at first upsetting me and I didn't understand it came like boom realization like this is actually a good thing mm -hmm. because uh and like god was saying hey put your trust in me and just i'll provide and that was the perfect it just lined up perfectly mm -hmm. so yeah that's my inspirational story oh i have a bunch there was only two two times um you've seen me like that yeah and the other time i guess don't need to talk about it right now but uh, you know, with my cousin. Mm -hmm. So actually, that's not the only time. There was another time after that. When? I can talk about it. Okay. But so it three a, times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty. It was earlier on in our marriage. Okay. We'll save that for maybe a future episode. Maybe. We'll we'll see. But um, so yeah, along those same lines, God does provide um, and in amazing ways. Um, and I wanted to bring a story up that you know pretty well, and this happened um, to us, and it's an inspirational story as well, to do with money as well. Okay. Um, anyway, so it was we were going to a store, to a um, grocery store, and I am absent-minded. I'm not going to beat around the bush on that. Sometimes I get things going on in my head, and I misplace things and stuff like that. Well... I had left my wallet in the cart um, at the store, and I had left... Oh, oh wait. Okay, yeah. I know what you're telling. Uh-huh. I'm not going to... Gonna... Do, to do it justice, I do you want to back up first? No, I want to go back to that after. Okay. I got this Okay, going. I know what you're telling, yeah, but okay. go ahead. Tell it the so, way you want. I Yeah. So, thank you, dear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so we had gone to the store... And I really didn't, we didn't really have very much money at all um, during that time. And um, money was tight. Seems kind of typical. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I had left my wallet. I didn't have any money in my wallet at all. I just had some cards and various things. Well, anyway, um, I left. We left the store. I didn't remember that I left the wallet in my in the cart. I had no idea. In the shopping cart. Yeah. Well, how long was it? Was it an hour? Not very long. Later. It was within an hour. Yeah, within an hour. Oh, we had went somewhere else. Yeah, we went somewhere else. Okay. And then we came back, or we went somewhere else, and then we got a call. We got a call from somebody that had found a card, a card in my wallet that was for the Christian bookstore. It was um when they used to have those. Those are all pretty much yeah. closed down now. Um, and there was a Christian bookstore in that same general area. Like a membership card. Yeah, it was a little and membership card. it had your card. information on it. My information. Or the number. It had it had the number of the store on there. So apparently whoever had found my wallet had called that store to get the to get the information to call For us. You, yeah. And thankfully the person had, whether that's a privacy violation or not, had given them because they knew phone us number. the phone number to call us and let us know that the wallet. Well, the, well that wasn't amazing enough that we end up coming back and getting the wallet. Well, um, we went back, we picked up the wallet and we smiled. We were happy. And it was a young family, I believe. And they gave us the wallet and we said thank you and, and then went on our yeah, way. Yeah, we went on our way. I opened up the wallet and there was a $5 bill laying open right inside the wallet. It had not been there. It was not there. I had no money in it at all. Here's the crazy, amazing God thing that happened. So earlier that day, we had gone to the Christian bookstore. that book Christian store, bookstore. That Christian bookstore that day. And there was a Bible. Um, they were doing Bibles where they would send it off to a Spanish. Um, yeah, they asked, do you want to... 
you want to donate five dollars and it sends a bible to a family yes to to a family um and it translate it translate it translates it to spanish for that person those people over in and um and our answer was we can't afford it right can't afford it right now but Mm -hmm. i in my i want to throw this in there yeah when we left we kind of felt conflicted like we wish you know maybe we should have given that yeah but we headed on down the road yeah and i didn't like i said i had no money okay uh and so i was really it was really hard i had it in my heart i really wanted to and i just you know and so to see that five dollar bill in my wallet it was like are you kidding me like god had to smack us upside the head and be like here's a little miracle for you and so what did we do so we went right back to the Christian bookstore. We got the Bible. We gave them that five dollars. Donated them this, it. Probably told them the story. I would think, and we were just amazed. It was just something so God, God made happen that it. There's no denying it. At least for us. Yeah. So it was just an amazing. Wow, like God really cares, and He cares about whoever got that Bible. It's almost like it wasn't just for us, but it was for the people that we came in contact with at the store, for the person at the Bible bookstore, and for the person or the family that received that Bible. Who knows? And we may never know, yeah. but it's something so amazing and inspirational. Yeah, only God. We have so I I know we have so many of those, um, but those are two of uh, ones that we always remember. But yeah, there's plenty of those. Yeah, I mean, there's more. I have more. It, it's it's though when I think of those, it's it's like wow. It's I can be in any um, mood, and it doesn't matter if that one of those thoughts come up. Just that memory pops up in your head. It's like I'm just like in awe. Like it's it just brings me back, and it's it's so a cool. reminder too to see that God's handprint, His fingerprints, have been on our lives. Um, for so long it's that evidence we need to see that he is working in our lives yeah um and it's just a reminder because lots of times we fail to see it yeah especially when we're in really tough times and it's hard to see not only that when you're just distracted by things though Mm -hmm. in life and you forget about that and just get reminded it's always there you just gotta learn to look yeah yeah, God God does amazing things and that he is he cares enough about us even like just like two people like out of millions and billions of people to to make an impression on us in that way I think is just an amazing amazing gift. Yeah. You know, that he cares so personally for each, for both of us. But um <clears throat> so going off that angels the blue angels. Oh, <laughs> I have an angel story, but so you, you know the, the blue angel story. You know the everybody knows what the blue angels are. Do they? They're um, they're Explain. fighter jets, mm-hmm. but not they're not uh, in existence for fighting mm-hmm. in combat, but for air shows. Mm-hmm. And they're used to, where I grew up. There used to be the blue angels used to come to that city, and they haven't in I don't know. It's been a long time. They stopped coming there probably because of the city couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. But when they would come over there, I love fighter jets <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and um, I remember I, I was in a trailer, a mobile home, uh, one day. And I was just sitting there. And I guess they just showed up. They had mm-hmm. just arrived because the trailer was, you know, they're made out of metal. They're not mm-hmm. like homes wood. So a lot of metal going on. And the thing was shaking, like you could hear it just shaking, not like violently, but enough to hear it and rattle. And I'm like, what is that? So I ran outside and I kind of was saying, what is that? But at the same time, I had a deep feeling like I know what this is. And I went out there and it was the Blue Angels practicing. It wasn't the air show yet. Mm -hmm. So this was during the week. Yeah. And where we lived, where I was staying at this time was off the edge the edge of the city the very edge and there was nothing on the other side of us just freeway and then river and not a whole lot and so they would practice right in that area and they would fly right by, right above our trailer court where we were at like low and fast and it was just the sound and the speed of it so awesome <laughs> i went on top of the trailer to get a closer look even though not like I wasn't close enough already because they were flying so low 
not solo, but so <laughs> low to the ground that I can see the pilot, his face. Oh, wow. I can read everything on the on the jet. Mm -hmm. And they would pass by. They would do their climb right above me, come right back down, like coming right toward us and then toward me and straighten out. Or they would do their sharp, uh, their, I don't know what you call it, the thrusters where they break really hard. Mm -hmm. And the louder, the better. <laughs> but I, they were so close to me. Mm. It was so awesome. That was like, I've seen other times where they had performed or practiced, but that's the closest I've ever been just that one day. And I'll never forget that. So it was awesome. Oh, wow. It was. You like looking at them, but you don't like going up in planes. You've never even been in one. No, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, the airport over there. You know where they're parked and you can go inside and yeah, check and them out. Yeah, and we went to the Boeing. Remember we went yeah, to Yeah, I went the... into planes. But, but I They were just you. not in operation. <laughs> they weren't going off the ground. I've been in big planes and I've been in a as soon as that plane. engine, As soon as that engine turns on, I'm off. I'm running <laughs> off the thing. Diving down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Save yourself. I'll leave everybody behind. I'll just jump out. Oh, that's just so sweet. Um, bailing out on early. But... Um... <laughs> So what you're funny it's half true you're like i like admiring it from a distance yeah. <laughs> you do no, your tricks i like watching them i don't want to be uh, an actual participant you wouldn't want to be in the blue angel where they go up in the air no i've seen people pass out i know or vomit don't yeah vomit. and i don't want to do either <laughs> and at the same time oh that's just nasty so um <laughs> i i save have another... yourself <laughs> save yourself wow dear what, are you afraid of snakes on the plane? No, it has nothing to do with snakes. 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 <laughs> I don't like this. I don't want the steak on the plane or the snake. I don't want <laughs> nothing on a plane. Oh, man. I don't um, want me on a plane. You don't want... <laughs> that would be kind of funny to watch. But anyway. Um... And if I did, it would just be me in a parachute. That's right. You in a parachute. And bail. Hopefully you know I'm how to bailing. Operate it. Um... But anyway, uh, I have a couple other little short ones that I can say. Go ahead. Um, so it was funny. There was this one time while I was um, I was driving along and I, I don't know. I get these weird, oh, not weird. I get impressions like something's going to happen. Sometimes I get a sense of like certain things. Like God's telling me, hey, you need to do this. You need yeah. to. Almost like a vision. Just, yeah, yeah, but like an impression on my heart. An like, impulse. Yeah, like pray. Um, I've had that. Um, or slow down when I was driving. Not that I was speeding, but just slow, slower than the speed Yeah, are you going to tell a couple of those? Yeah, I was going to tell a okay. couple, if you don't mind. No, Okay. I want you to. Yeah, so I was driving along one day, and this actually happened twice to me. Um, but I was driving along, and I just had this feeling, and I was going the speed limit, but I just had this feeling, hey, you need to slow down right now. Even though you were going the speed limit. I was going the speed limit. Go slow. Slow down. Slow down right now. So I slowed down, um, thankfully followed that impulse, and literally right, I'd say, a couple car lengths away, a deer darted right out in front of the right car. Right in front of you. Right in front, like just went right across the road. And it was not stopping, so I would have hit it if I'd gone yeah. going the speed limit. Yeah. And, and that happened to me a couple times. And there's a lot of deer out here. So knowing that, that, you know, yet again, God cares enough to tell me, hey, you need to slow down because something's coming up. Yeah. It's just amazing. Well, <clears throat> I believe it was that same week or something. And I had been talking to my kids about how sometimes God gives us like gifts and impressions and things like that. Right. Um, um, and like sometimes he puts people on our heart to pray for. People we don't even know that we never met. Because that's, that's been my experience where all of a sudden I had an impression to pray for somebody. Yeah. Well, a long time ago, well, not a long time, what was it, a couple years ago? This was late at night and my daughter was in bed and we were doing our nightly prayer thing. Well, my daughter said, Mom, we need to pray for somebody right like just now. just randomly. Just randomly, just right out of the blue. Mom, we need to pray for somebody right now. And she was really emotional. And it was, so, and I don't, do you remember what she said? It was something like, there's somebody sick right now or somebody hurting right now or something. And I can't remember what it was, but anyway, <clears throat> and so we prayed and it was just so crazy because she's, she was littler, you know, I don't know how old she was, but she was littler. And so we started praying for this person and literally the next day we found out that somebody that, a lady that we knew, and she had mentioned, I think she had mentioned it was a woman. 
mm-hmm. uh, ended up passing away, had ended up passing away that we knew. And it was just like God was saying, Hey, I speak to the little children too. I talk to them. I'm, I care. Yeah. And, um, and I, and, and you know, and, and yet at the same time, if we don't tell our children, Hey, you know, God speaks to you too. And if you feel, have a feeling of something like that, it's pushing on your heart. You tell us, or you do something, what do you need to do? If we don't let them know that they are impactful too, they may never, you know, a lot of the time we don't give them enough credit. God speaks to the little children, you know, and in, in stories and everything, you know? So I just, I, I like, go ahead. Yeah. There's quite a few, uh, stories of those, of, of something like that happening. Um, not just, not with us, but I've heard of a lot of them and God does speak to people. And I know some of those stories are, are fake. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like you might see them on YouTube and they're just trying to get, uh, Clicks, clicks, you know, clickbait, yeah. but it's, it's, it's unfortunate that people do have to make up stories because then you tend to, people can tend to not to believe any of them yeah. because of the, the, the bad apples, mm-hmm. but there are yeah. quite a bit that, um, that I believe in and, and through prayer and, um, just listening, we do, we can determine and we're not always right but we we can from in the most part determine which ones are authentic and which are not yeah and the ones that are they're they're just amazing mm-hmm. um I, you know i have a couple of mine i think i told one before i, I won't really tell this story again but i'll just mention what it consisted of uh when i was driving through uh through the mountains mm-hmm. and i had felt like someone was not, not someone was literally had their hand out their window and saying slow down like another car mm-hmm. oh yeah like, you tell them. but mm-hmm. but you know that could have happened anybody could have done that mm-hmm. but it the weird part of it is that i felt something weird at that moment yeah because you're like, pretty single-minded i mean focused so yeah. ten, you tend this, to this, not this, to slow your tendency is oh yeah i just drive i just drive <laughs> and when i see that someone you know saying slow down i'm like okay there's probably they they warn people all the time oh cops up ahead and he's gonna uh, try to get you for speeding so i just go about my business mm-hmm. i i i at that point i'll be ca- conscious of it mm-hmm. and be like okay well it, it could be a deer crossing or it could be something mm-hmm. and i'll watch out but i'm gonna go about my business i don't mm-hmm. usually get a funny feeling because people do that all the time mm-hmm. give little warnings like that it's usually to so a cop don't pull you over mm-hmm. but um but at, when i seen that i was like and i said i wasn't gonna tell the story but uh <laughs> I got a weird feeling and it doesn't happen to me just rarely. It doesn't happen like it does with you. Mm -hmm. It's just rare with me, Mm -hmm. but I got a weird feeling, um, almost like a comfort feeling. I don't know if that's what you feel. So I slowed down, uh, coming around this corner, like a lot, not to a stop, but I slowed down a lot. And as soon as I came around that corner, there was a, a stalled car or something, but kind of sticking out Mm -hmm. on the road. So I would have had to swerve around them onto the oncoming lane with cars coming the other way. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, it just worked out. Yeah. So. I wanted to say that God, like these are stories that we're telling telling people and maybe the listeners can uh, relate. And maybe they have their own stories that they haven't thought about. And maybe this is a way to kind of go back to that. Wow, that was an amazing moment. Whether you believe it was God or something else. We all have those stories, you know, um, that happen to us. And I just don't believe in coincidence, honestly. And I mean, I just challenge anyone who calls it a coincidence. I mean, it ha- these things happen, you know, so much. And, and, and not only do our stories have purpose, purpose, but uh, Jesus was famous for telling stories. Not fake stories, but parables. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He told them all the time. He actually told, I think, close to 55 parables in the New Testament. Um, via or uh, Luke and Mark and Matthew. It was a it totaled uh, 55 parables. Um, but do you know what a parable is, dear? Do I know? Yeah. Do you know what a parable is? Yeah. It's telling a story mm-hmm. that's... It's a, a made-up story, mm-hmm. but there's a purpose behind it it's to tell it's because some people won't understand if you tell something a certain way so you tell you tell a parable you tell a story in a certain way and exa- it's like you're given an example mm-hmm. so they can fully understand it mm-hmm. 
and it's and when it comes to god telling these it's has to do with our with us Mm -hmm. and our what's that word uh yeah it's for our edification Mm -hmm. for our learning yeah Uh, so am i right yeah you're pretty close let me read you what what this uh definition says about what a parable a parable is a story which although not usually factual it remains true to life and teaches a moral lesson or truth every detail of a parable will reinforce the main theme but you shouldn't always attempt to ascribe a specific spiritual meaning and application to each point. It says that Jesus used parables in his teaching for two reasons, to reveal truth to believers and to hide truth from those who had rejected it or hardened their hearts against it. Well, that's I, that's what I was going to say, but I just went with the other <laughs> the one. The simpler explanation. Yeah. But but yes, and, and I, I want to um, draw attention to one of... Uh, I think one of the most impactful parables that he told, which was the parable of the lost sheep. Okay. So. Wait. Um, go ahead. Make that. Let's make that our closing. Okay. All right. Do you have another story or do you want to? No. I mean, I had a couple others, but since we're going this route, I don't yeah. want to uh, veer off and okay. put a distraction in there. So let's just, we'll close it with this. Okay. Well, the parable of the lost sheep actually kind of goes something like this. It's. Um, found Matthew uh, 18, 10 through 14, and also I think in Luke 15, 4 through 7. So um, Jesus tells the parable of the lost sheep to show that the kingdom of God is accessible to all. And we've been talking about how personal God is. And, and like these stories are personal to us and experiences. And, and this was a way that God made it personal to everyone else. To so, each and every person. Yes. So, um, so that the lost sheep to show that the kingdom of God is accessible to all, even to those who strayed from God or sinners, which we all are. So he uses the example of a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and one goes missing. The shepherd leaves the 99 others and searches high and low for the lost sheep. Jesus stresses that when the shepherd finds a lost sheep, he rejoices over it more than the 99 who did not go astray. This is how God will rejoice when a sinner returns to him. And so putting it in that perspective so this is a parable he would tell to really focus on you know a personal relationship with him and how you know you know how it is if you lose like your 20 dollar bill and you still have 100 bucks in your wallet you're still going to search like crazy for that 20 20 bucks because yeah. even if it's some of us you even leave if it's your a wallet dollar, you'll just leave your wallet <laughs> where it is and you go search for that 20 well i don't know if you'd leave your wallet but you, I mean, like if you're at home yeah if yeah. you're at home yeah you'd be like oh no what did i do with my 20 you leave you know? your 80 behind and you go search for your 20 <laughs> yeah and and um but it's like it's so interesting because it it shows the vulnerability of or the love that that Jesus has for every one of us. Um, there was a thing I was reading. Um, Charles Spurgeon, of course, because I love Charles Spurgeon, um, was talking about, and he says that Jesus takes such an interest in, even in one stray soul, um, and that so if you think about it, he's not saying that the other ninety nine are less valuable. But he's saying that that lost one lost soul is just as valuable as the other ninety nine, and I just I really love that. So I guess because if you're referring it to like say the money, mm-hmm. say it's a thousand dollars, you yeah. have a thousand dollars in your wallet, mm-hmm. but you're missing a twenty. Yeah. So it's not you're not, it's not like that um, nine hundred and eighty mm-hmm. that you have sitting in your wallet's not valuable, mm-hmm. but you know it's there. It's that twenty. You're like. I need to find that 20. Yeah. And when you go search high and low and then you find it finally, uh, you know, the cushion of the couch, <laughs> you find that 20. Mm-hmm. How happy are you? Like, yes, yes, yes I found it. Right. Yes, yes. But you're not rejoicing over that 980. Mm-hmm. You're rejoicing over that 20. One that you, that you lost. And then you take it and you put it in the wallet with the rest. Yes, exactly. And, and, and then you close it tightly and you make sure you don't lose it again. <laughs> and these inspirational stories show that how personal he is with us and how tender and how loving he is with us. And just like this, it says to a tender heart, a lost sheep is a painful subject of thought. It's a sheep and it's defenseless now that it has left the shepherd, which is the defender. Um, what if a wolf should come and, and take it out or the lion or the bear? Um, it would be torn. It would be broken. Um, it'd be taken, taken out. (laughs) Um, but the shepherd asks his heart, the question, what will become of my sheep? Because at the moment, a lion may be ready to spring upon it, and if so, it cannot help itself. 
a sheep isn't prepared to fight. Um, and so anyways, this is showing the compassion of the person, the compassion of the shepherd. The, the shepherd goes out of his way to go find that lost sheep. He goes out of his way to go and carry. And after he goes and finds a sheep, he picks up the sheep, he puts it on his shoulders and he takes it back to the fold because he doesn't want it lost. And, um, I just feel like that sometimes, uh, when we were talking about these stories about how personal, um, and how real he became to me through these stories that, that actually happened to us, um, you know, that experience, it's, it's so powerful. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it unless you've had it happen to you. It's so hard to describe, but that's what I feel like with him is like, he just, he reaches out to you wherever you are and he just takes you and he, he holds you and he, you know? Oh yeah. If I really wanted to, I can make a, I can do a parable or a, a relation to what you're saying with mm-hmm. all the stories I just told, even yeah. though some are like, what does that got to do with God? Mm-hmm. I can create one. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not going to, but. I was thinking about it right now and I could. Yeah. It's just amazing. That's all the time we have for you today, (laughs) Today. children. Children. Oh my. Take your nap and come back next Monday and we will tell you some more stories. (laughs) Embarrassing stories about other people. Oh, that'll be fun. (laughs) If you want to be embarrassed, please send us a message. You can find us on Facebook or. (laughs) Yeah. Share your stories with us and we'll share them with others if you want. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Not unless you really want us to. So um, anyway, take care. We are going to sign off. Go create a story. Um, make it a goal over this week. Create a funny story. Do something create ridiculous. A funny story or... Go get a quad and find a bull. A quad and find a bull. No. no. Don't do that. No. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> find make a... sure you turn your quad on before you try to kickstart it. I'm just saying. And watch out for stumps. Yes, please. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. If you like what you heard in our podcast, follow us so you never miss a new episode. Check us out on Facebook and also on our website. The links are provided in the description below.